We've got Joey Wheeler, who's going to join us on the programme as well, man who played for the Highlanders, uh, New Zealand Māori representative, was in the stadium last night. Joey, good afternoon, welcome. Good afternoon, boys. Yeah, hell of a night at uh, FMG Stadium. I cut all last night. I know Marshy, very happy, um, but a lot of 25,000 disappointed fans left FMG Stadium last night. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, it was an intriguing final, though, wasn't it? I mean, it had everything. It had that and level of intensity. Um, at the finish, you know, 10 minutes to go, you still weren't sure which way it was going to go. So from a neutral's point of view, and I'd imagine uh, that two sets of fans supporting both the finalists. Um, it had a little bit of everything. It was certainly that roller coaster emotionally. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was it was brutal, and it, it was played at such a ferocious intensity. Um, the collisions, we always knew that that part of the game was going to be fiercely contested, and after seeing the Crusaders just demolish the Blues um, through their set piece, their breakdown, um, the Chiefs, Obviously knew that's where they were going to come, but man, they still came through the front door. And you know, when the Crusaders are doing that, and I think their lineout again um, dismantled the Chiefs. And in, in, in important times, they came up clutch. Sam Whitelock, two lineout steals um, at important times to change momentum of the game. Also, their their mall two mall tries um, probably could have been three. So. That's the Crusaders. They always um, go back to their tried and true. Um, and it seems to be, you know, it's been happening for, what, seven years on the trot now, but they just do it so, so well. They're so, so clinical, and they are ruthless um, in those parts of the game, and we know how important they are. So, yeah, I mean, I heard Marshy allude to it. The, the discipline of the Chiefs, um, that's what that's what let them down. Three yellow cards, it's always going to be hard to beat a world-class Crusader side when you're um, playing with 14 men for 30 minutes of that game. So they did bloody well to um, get so close. Uh, they, they definitely looked, I think, um, the better team with ball in hand. They created a lot more, but the Crusaders, when they get in those areas of the field, they are just so, so clinical and they just make you pay every time. Hey, Joey, mate, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. I know you've uh, had a busy night last night and a travel day today. Um, so on a Sunday, thanks for fronting up. Um, just a generic question first up, mate. Um, who are you supporting? Like, is it a South Island <laughs> Brothers? Or are you like, I cannot stand them winning another title. Please, Chiefs, beat them. No, he's got a Chiefs tattoo, mate. <laughs> well, no, Justin, as you know, I'm a um, Crusader alumni. I started my career at the Crusaders, yes. three, season there, three seasons there, and played a massive, uh, accumulated a massive six games for the Crusaders. But look, look, I've got a lot of friends still in there that I played with um, at Tasman, you know, when I was finishing off my career, a few of those young boys coming through. So I do have a soft spot for, for the Crusaders still. Um, and, and, I, you know, people were asking me all week, who do, who do I... Who do I want to win? Um, uh, who do I think will win? I was saying the Crusaders, but who did I want to win? I, I actually wanted the, the Chiefs to win. Just purely, mate, from a, um, a competition perspective, I just wanted um, yeah. that flavour of, um, you know, it going to another, another, another club. And I knew that it was going to be a sellout. You, you know how passionate and parochial the, the Chiefs fans are. And I just thought it going to... You know, if it, Hamilton would have got turned, I'm, I'm sure it would have got turned upside down last night anyway. But it would have been on another scale if they had won um, last mm. night. Like, um, so just from a, a competition perspective, I just thought it would have uh, would have been a great storyline, a, a lovely fairy tale. But as we know, there's no fairy tales and um, and and uh, rugby. And although there are for, for the Crusaders and, and sending off some of the absolute club legends. So yeah, mate, it was it was a 
it was a, a matter of how you phrase that question to me. Who did I think would win? I always mm-hmm. thought the Crusaders would, but who did I want to? Uh, the Chiefs. So, yeah, I had a foot in both camps, I suppose, mate. I get it. You can come back on the show. Um, <laughs> tell me, uh, your areas of expertise, you've already alluded to the White Lot Retallic battle, which was, was quite fascinating within itself. But this is a bit double-barreled, to be fair, but would really like to get your thoughts on it because I know that you, you do great analysis on it and you look at it. Um, I want to ask you about uh, the performance of Tupu Vai at lock. Um, and equally, uh, I want to ask you about Scott Barrett um, because, mate, some, some, some of the work rate, the tackles, the energy that he brings to that position yep. and the All Blacks are talking about him possibly playing six. Well, what's your thoughts on where he, where he should play? No, oh, mate, look, I, I think they're definitely those two blokes are, are your perfect hybrid um, of, a, of a lock and a, and, a, and a number six of the modern game. What we're seeing is we, I believe we need that six that's going to, uh, I talk about it all the time, put a bit of fear of God up, up opposition um, attackers. And I think when Shannon Frizzell's on, we know he can do that. Um, when Tupu Vai is on and Samapeni Finau are on and they're dropping shoulders into blokes, they can do it as well. Scott Barrett, we've always had a, a little bit of a question mark over, I think, his his brutality. Um, there's no question over his um, his work rate and what he does. I think last night what we saw, his performance was just uh, phenomenal, mate. Like mm. some of the shoulders he put in and some of the work he put in um, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but also on the attacking, uh, the attacking front. Those two guys, him and Tupuwai, I think they're the perfect hybrid between the the two roles. And I, I think, I think we've already sort of they've already alluded to the fact that they, they potentially will look to play Scott Barrett there. And I think they need to with with Artie Savia being being the out and out eight that they're taking. Um, because you need that third line out option just to take the pressure off Sam and Brody. We know how good they are. But what we saw, especially in the Irish series last year, Marshy, was the Irish just took our line out apart defensively. And yeah. I think that was because of a lack of options in that line-out. Um, and obviously Scott was having to call the line-out because Sam was out for the first couple of tests. So it, it just it, it's another another sort of... I guess, yeah, you, you always want three options inside your line-out and that just gives you a, a more opportunity to, to win your own ball. So... Look, the performances last night of those two guys I thought were outstanding. I haven't had a real good chance, you know, what it's like when you're watching it live to, um, I suppose, analyse, um, you know, deeply their, their, those two performances. But I thought they were both immense. Um, and, you know, Scott just keeps fronting time and time again. And, and to provide, we know how talented he is with, with ball in hand. And I think that's going to be his real point of difference um, in the future. And we know that how important those two guys are going to be not only to the Chiefs and the Crusaders, but also for the All Blacks um, moving forward with Brody and Sam both heading offshore after this World Cup. So, yeah, I think we're in, we're in pretty good stead in that position, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, their performances were were pleasing last night in terms of that real phys- physical, um, that real physical, uh, I guess, edge that we want to see from our our tight forwards and number sixes. Okay, this question for both of you, gentlemen. Um, look, sport at the elite level comes down to less than zero point zero zero one percent. You go to Olympic Games, you see athletes turn up to their first games and they fail. Four years later, they get it right. Was maybe perhaps one of the differences last night is that the 
Crusaders, they've been to the big dance, they've been to those big finals. Yes, the Chiefs have played some intense games throughout the regular season, but it's still not finals time. Do you need to learn? Do you need to lose one to learn how to win one? Um, good question. No, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that, mate. Like, I think, I, I think the, the Chiefs were were, were probably um, primed. Like, that, their their semi final the week before was, you know, a, a lot tougher than obviously the, the, the Crusaders. But you know, we hear that all the time. You need to lose one to win one. I think if you look at that game, there were a couple of moments inside that game which we always knew it was going to come down to that. Um, I guess, you know, you look at the forward pass just before that didn't get picked up. Somehow didn't get picked up by the four wise men um, just before half time. That if the Chiefs had got that, where that, where what sort of momentum that might have brought them into that second half. Um, you then look at, I suppose, the moment um, that they held that they held the Crusaders up on their line. I think it was about the 70 something minute. And I remember we talked about it last night, didn't we, Marshy? Um, yep. That moment there, I thought. The Chiefs have won this. This is that that moment that they held them up. They got a line drop out, and then they kicked back to the Crusaders. I thought that was the moment of the game that the Chiefs are going to win. But I think on the flip side of your question, um, what is the Crusaders' their belief? Like, I think the Chiefs probably thought, "Geez, we've just repelled them. We just need to back our defence. Our defence has been so good, even with 14 men, we're we're repelling this Crusaders side." But you've got to tip your hat to the Crusaders. They they know how to come up in the clutch and I think that was the difference like the, the Chiefs defence was phenomenal all night um, and you've got to remember that they played you know 50 minutes uh, you know with 14 men for um, 50 minutes of that game so well, I think it's just how good the Crusaders are in those clutch moments and delivering not, not so much the Chiefs Yeah I, I absolutely agree you know I, I just feel equally though the Crusaders because they are back to back to back to back to back to back to back. They... I think you missed one. I think you missed one in there, Justin. Did I? Might Sorry. Need one more back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back to back to back to back. They 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 know their DNA in finals. You know, to me, they were just. You know, yes, it was a tight old struggle, but they were just keeping the Chiefs close enough to them that when they. Um, had their opportunities in that game. They'll just exert their pressure in areas that they know that they can bring a penalty, a uh, misdemeanor yeah. or something, and just start to squeeze you. And, and and you can't do anything about that bar learn how how to cope with that. And I'm really surprised that the Chiefs slightly changed the way that they were playing when they played them in the round-robin games. And I, whether, I wonder whether or not they thought too much into the conditions. You know, they've played, I think, their last four games up there in horrendous conditions, driving rain. It was wet again in Hamilton. Yeah, it dried out for the game, but a greasy ball. And they didn't kick half as much as what they've kicked in the last half of the season. Um, and I just feel that they they changed the way that they played. The Crusaders just keep doing what they do. And yet the Chiefs became a slightly different team where they were attacking across the, the park before that. So... That's just my thoughts on it. Um, but anyway, Joey, uh, just the last question, mate. Um, we're sort of looking now uh, at the rugby championship um, and obviously uh, an all-black side that, that Ian Foster is going to pick. Do you see him being brave, um, making any bold moves? There's only four games before Rugby World Cup, so 
there's not a lot of time to experiment. Um, no, I don't. I just don't think... Uh, well, he's made some brave selection choices um, with that squad, but I don't think that'll reflect in what he rolls out onto the park, Marshy. I would love to see it. I would love to see him um, because I, I believe that we need um, to, to, I guess, reinvent how we're playing or reinvigorate how the All Blacks are playing Agreed. to go back, go back to that um, the the All Blacks DNA, which is we're, we're the most skillful um, rugby players in the world, but we don't, and, and we should be playing at the highest tempo in the world, but I don't think we do that for long enough periods of time, and I, I would love to see them um, be given a license to do that, and I, I would love I think Damien McKenzie, I'd love to see him and Will Jordan get a crack at, at 10 and 15, just to see those two um, in, I guess, a real high-pressure game, how they um, uh, how they go about their, their work and if, and if that translates into a different performance from the All Blacks, because I think what we've seen in the last few years, and you know we know how world-class Richie Moyner and Bowden Barrett are, but it, it just hasn't seemed to work. It just hasn't seemed to flow as well as what we would like uh, for, from a from an All Blacks perspective. So I'd love to see them give it a crack. Um, whether they will, because like you said, times against them, and they've only got four games um, to get it right. But whatever they do, I think they just need to stick, uh, pick and stick with it, mate. Um, as we know, consistency of selection brings consistency of. Um, of performance as well, so whatever they do, um, they just need to they just need to go with it and back it. I believe, mate. I don't know what your thoughts are. Bang on! I totally agree with everything you said. Bloody hell, we're on the same page on a Sunday. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, it must have been must have been no beer. It must have been the no beers I had last night. You know. And, and no, good old Sky know me well, mate. They made me drive back to Auckland, so uh, <laughs> I had to stay sober. <laughs> hey. Joey, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you, mate, and great job last night adding a lot of colour. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers, guys.